Welcome to the Gautrain Talks podcast station, the place to be for all matters related to the Gautrain and how it came to be South Africa's first ever high-speed commuter rail system. My name is Dylan Rogers. In studio today, Marius van der Vestes and the Senior Associate Engineering at GIB, a leading multidisciplinary engineering consulting firm based in South Africa. Marius is a civil engineer with 22 years experience in railway construction and maintenance and nine years experience in project management along with 10 years in senior business management and six years in the management of a public-private partnership concession. Marius, welcome. Let's start with how you came to be involved in the Gautrain project. Uh, I was working for another company, and of course, with many years of experience in in railways, because I worked for uh, South African uh, transport services for many years, uh, one of my colleagues contacted me and said, listen, we're going to build a Gautrain then you want to get involved because we need uh, people engineering, especially especially transport engineers. And I said, why not? You know, and I said, yes. And I, and that's how I got involved with the Gautrain. It's a, let's get a bit of background now. You, let's fast forward to getting involved in the Gautrain. You're part of the provincial support team. Which part exactly were you involved in? I was part of Section 3. This is the section between Marlborough and Almapius. And that specific section, we actually dealt with, of course, the normal earthworks and bridges and structures that was constructed, uh, viaducts that we constructed, uh, but also it included the depot, the train depot, and as part of that also the bus depot, and before the bus depot, of course, where there was a precast yard. But basically that was the section that we dealt with. Take your mind back to, to when you first started or when you first heard about the Gautrain project. It was, it was an ambitious project. What were your first thoughts that came to mind when you thought, I'm going to get involved in this? Well, for me, when I was approached and said, wouldn't you like to be involved? I said, wow, at stage of my life, uh, I think it was the best thing could happen with me. And if I look back now today, I said, at my stage of my life, it was the best project to work on because I started as a, uh, say, a railway engineer and I actually ended as part of a railway engineer because I got involved in management, all of that type of thing was away from the engineering part. And the beauty was actually that I was part and party of the physical construction work. And normally as a young engineer, that's what you want to do. You want to get involved in the, uh, in the nuts and bolts of construction. And I had the opportunity to do it now again. Did you have any sense of just how historic this project would be from a South African point of view? Not at all. It is, when I got onto it, you just got amazed of, because you heard about the projects are going to come off, and a lot of people said, this project won't come, it won't fly. And even with the people that we expropriate land were from, you know, they said, man, this project won't fly. And eventually start flying. And then they said, ooh, but uh, what are we going to see now? It's a typical railways where uh, the fences are down and all of that type of thing that's happening. And they said, no, 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 it's not going to happen. And we had to convince a lot of people in this whole process and say, listen, this is something different from you've seen before. And it took some time to get people involved, and even myself, as you got involved with the project, it growed, grows on you. And now you're looking back and said, it was great to be part of it. I'm sure you must be incredibly proud to such as many years later to look back on what was achieved and, like I said, it was an historic project. Yes, very much. Looking back and say that it was good to be part of it and, and actually to share now with people, my friends and colleagues and so forth, because there's a lot of people still 
friends phoning me and said, you know, to travel on the Gauteng is great. And it's a great experience. And I've been overseas before, but the Gauteng is great. And be, we, uh, you can compare it any day with what you see in Europe and so forth. Let's start uh, drilling down, excuse the pun, into some of the main areas you were involved in and the main construction assurance management aspects you dealt with in Section 3, which, like we said, was the, the Midrand link from the turnout at OR Tamba International Airport link at Marlborough to Nelmapius Overpass. What were, those, uh, what were those main aspects you were dealing with? Okay. As we said, this uh, construction assurance that we had to do. Uh, and in doing that, you have to look at the quality of the work, uh, make sure that there's compliance with the norms and standards, that's, uh, that's design standards, construction standards, and all of that type of thing. That was almost like if you look at the normal standard contract, uh, then uh, look at the site diaries, make sure that the work is done uh, correctly on site and uh, guide the people on site. That was the idea because that's what we used to. This was a triple P, uh, public-private partnership type of arrangement. And the interesting thing is when, when it started off, they said, oh, no, 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 you can't give us instructions the way you normally did it. It's, a, it's another type of project. And uh, that made it different, that we had to adjust ourselves and we had to write new policies and arrangements and so forth to manage the consortium. Uh, and especially where we were is the Bombella Civil Joint Venture that did the civil construction work, the way you manage them. And not writing in a, in, a, in a site instruction book to tell them how to do the work or make changes and so forth. But there were different methods developed uh, to actually address that. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about, Marius, is who were the different teams and the different moving parts that needed to be managed? You mentioned the Bombella Civil Joint Venture, which was the construction arm of the concessionaire, and then you had the, the CAM, the, the Construction Assurance Management Team. What were the different parts that needed to be pulled together? Who were the different teams? Okay, I'm going to give a step back because the, the Bombella Civil Joint Venture, they – and, and you know that stage when the construction started, it was at the high of of developments in South Africa because uh, we were building uh, roads and bridges and soccer stadiums and all of that type of thing. It was at the hype, and there was actually a shortage of people. That's the skilled people, you know. And the civil joint venture had to get people on 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 site. And the interesting thing is, they came from all over the world. There were Australians and, and, and Europeans and Germans and so forth, different nationalities, different cultures, people that worked on different sites, different uh, um, uh, policies, procedures, and, and design uh, uh, ways you do designs. And South Africa got their own uh, design uh, construction standards as well. Therefore, all of those people had to come together and form a team to start doing the construction work. Therefore, we as a start and, and, and uh, with the CAM team had actually team building exercises up front to start understanding who's who and where do you fit in uh, on the site, what are you doing and so forth. And that's how we actually started learning. Now, if you think in terms of, of the theory of engineering, uh, we will talk about, I will call it chaos theory, because it was almost like chaos on site until everybody started knowing what you're going to do, how you're going to do, where you fit in. And it, take, it took some t a while 
to actually get going uh, on the project. And whose job was it to pull all those elements together? Was that the construction assurance management team? It was the, the provincial team as well as the Bombella team had to come together and say, okay, how are we going to make sure that everybody's going to work together properly? Because uh, from the CAM side, there was now also people appointed from different nationalities and so forth uh, to look after the provincial interest. Therefore, even there we had to form a team, we had to guide people and say, what are you going to look when the job gets going, what, you, what is your functions and how are you going to uh, apply it? But eventually you've got to work together as a team as well. Therefore, uh, and, and I can recall now, it comes to mind now, is that when there's a problem, for instance, often it takes weeks to get an answer because they had to go to Australia or to Singapore to that design office to get information back uh, so that the project could run. And who was ultimately responsible to ensure the project remained on track, on timeline, and that the work was done? Who was responsible? From the, 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 the civil joint venture side, that all their planning. Uh, done when, where they're going to work and so forth because they had to get the job finished by a certain time. From the, uh, the camp side, we had to make sure to assure What's got to be done? Are they doing it correctly? Do we get the quality standards that's required? But an interesting thing that happened, that after a couple of months, so I would say six months, eight months in the project, we realized that we have to change the way we uh, look at the project. Because we realized that typical with the big project like this, the construction team or the, the private consortium are looking at say, where are avenues to claim. So we had to, our whole weekly uh, uh, progress reports and all of that, had to look at what's happening when, how is it happening, how quick, at what stage they finish the work and so forth, so that we could have all that information and with photographic material, of course, supporting photographic material, to show at what stage, because all the photos we've taken had dates on, to make sure that all of that information is in, in, in our computer-based bank that we've had, uh, we call it project-wise, loaded there, that when claims were submitted to, to the Gautrain, we could actually go back and say, did it happen, didn't it happen, was there late handovers of, of land and it delayed the consortium and so forth. Therefore, we had to uh, adjust ourselves to make sure that we cover the bases. We are still with Marius van der Westhuizen talking about the provincial construction assurance management process on the Gautrain project. Marius, what challenges did you experience in the startup of the construction on section three. Dylan, as I mentioned, the startup was to get people, uh, experienced people for the work, and it was also the challenge for the consortium. The second thing was to start working together with different nationalities, different cultures, and so forth to get going, and align everybody to work to the South African standards that we said must be applied to and not to try and use the standards wherever you come from because there's a British standards, there's a South African standards, there's an Australian standards, so forth, to comply to that. Therefore, there was a, 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 a huge learning curve in the self-process to start get going. 
And uh, I was privileged that the teams that we had on the Section 3 was mostly South Africans. Therefore, we understood uh, how they work, uh, how we work in South Africa. Of course, there were also Germans and so forth involved. But in the management side, it was South Africans, and that made it far more easily. On some of the other sections, there were Australians in charge and so forth. And it took a little bit of a while actually to get going and understand one another. I'm curious about some of your team building activities. What did you guys do? Oh, we played games. <laughs> we played games and, and so forth to make it informal. Uh, because I can remember that first that we got together, at least there was some cake and tea. And there was lunch and so forth. Everyone said, oh, at least there's something to eat. But we didn't know one another. And some of the people couldn't speak English very well. You know, and uh, even so, we in South Africa, some of South African speaking, therefore we had to get along eventually. But uh, we got going, and if I look back, I think it was great that we could come from all over the world and complete a project and looking back and say, what a success. Morris, what challenges did you experience with managing the relationship with the Bombella Civil Joint Venture? <clears throat> the challenges was basically on site to make sure that uh, we're getting information from them. Uh, because on a normal project, there's a site diary, all the plans and so forth uh, are there, how they're going to do the project and so forth. And the challenge was to actually get that out information out of it, out of, from them, from the site diaries and all of that type of thing to get it from them, to make it available. Now, what we found is that the consortium, the, the civil joint venture, also put out contracts. Therefore, those contracts were run like a normal uh, project with site diaries and so forth. That information we got. But where the civil joint venture did work, we couldn't get that information. So we had to keep our own records. And, uh, and some of that information wasn't 100% the same that they were keeping. And that was a challenge eventually, if you think in terms of claims coming out, we, so we would say something and they would say, no, 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 but it was actually this. But luckily, the, the project, right through the project, every month, we flew the project with the helicopters and we took photos all over. Therefore, we got uh, those photos and then we also got the physical photos on the ground of what happened when and so forth. Therefore, the challenge was then actually... Uh, to be aligned that we're talking the same thing, uh, how things developed. Were there any other challenges from a, from a, from a CAM or provincial support team perspective? Not, not really, not really. That was the major challenge, is the alignment and, and ensuring, uh, I would imagine, communication and alignment of process and paperwork, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the challenge was always there because there was pressure on this project all along, is to get drawings that was approved. That was a huge challenge because uh, the consortium weren't allowed to carry on with work if we didn't have approved uh, drawings with the necessary uh, uh, documentation of how it should be done. Because that was a big challenge that whenever some drawings are sent out, there's also a guide of how it should be done and what uh, the compliance should be and so forth especially with all the people coming from all over the world. Now, that must have led to a challenge with regards to timelines because the deadlines for each 
segment or section of the project had to be hit, yet you could have been delayed by plans not being approved and that alignment issue you mentioned. Yeah, no, those challenges were there all the time. And that meant that the planning of the work had to be adjusted all the time, like any big project, you adjust all the time. Because sometimes you work in a certain area, then it might rain, it might be wet, then you've got to move to another area that's dry and so forth, and they kind of back, come back. Therefore, that moving backwards and forwards, it's an ongoing planning, almost like daily, that you have to adjust to make sure that uh, the project teams, the equipment can be used all the time and the people are, are busy all the time. Let's look forward now, Marius, by looking back. What would you say the lessons were learnt and insights gathered that can be shared about construction assurance management in a mega project such as the Gautran project? The lessons I've learned is that you've got to make sure before a project starts of how you're exactly going to keep records, that there's alignment between the parties that we talk from the same basis or the same language and do they have uh, the same information that we can uh, use because that was developed after the project started and then if the contact is there people don't always want to give information or not I think that was the big challenge that uh, we should set up those things beforehand so we know that we get all the information. Now, interesting enough, we use pictures with, uh, with dates on it. Now, in today's times and so forth, it's very difficult because you can change those dates on, on the cameras. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you'll have to look at, if you're looking forward, look at different ways of keeping data that can't be changed after it was uh, captured or a photo was taken and so forth and, and so forth. Therefore, looking forward, it's going to be more challenges, but I think the, uh, on a project like this, if you sit down before and get the details ready, up and running, but it's not, because often people sitting in the offices in the big boardrooms and say, okay, there's a project going. You have to think a little bit deeper and say, okay, but how is it going to be managed on site as well and the information you're going to get because it's about information eventually to make sure that you can go back and say, because we did comply with all the regulations, with the specifications, and if there's claims, that we have all the, the same information. If you had the opportunity to do the CAM process over, what suggestions would you make to improve that whole process? As I said, uh, to actually drill down a little bit deeper to get the same information and to make sure there's compliance. And Maurice, how would you how do you think these lessons that you've learned factor into the Gautrain planned extension and expansion projects? Because obviously there's a lot in the pipeline uh, that's being worked on from a feasibility point of view. Let's look ahead. How are these lessons feeding into that? Okay. Uh, of course, when this whole project was designed, if we look back now, uh, Gautrain is designed to run uh, eight car trains. You can run four car trains, eight car trains. The platforms was designed to take eight car trains. Uh, I'm just giving you a little bit detail to give you a little bit of understanding. And if you go onto a station, you're going to see the turnouts is just outside the platform. Therefore, as part of this feasibility that we did, we said, okay, we have to take note of what happened. Therefore, we're looking at 
12 car trains in the future. It doesn't mean you have to construct a platform for 12 car trains. You can start, start building, say, eight car platforms and then extend it. But if we want to extend today, it means you have to make changes to the, the, the turnouts on the outside and the gradients might not suit. Therefore, the developments in the future, we've built that in into the feasibility to be able to run longer trains, but the whole horizontal and vertical alignment for, for that is to make allowance for future expansion and so forth. And that wasn't taken into account really on the existing Gauteng. Maurice, thank you very much for your time. We value your input. Uh, any parting shots or additional learnings you'd like to share from this specifically theme discussion? I think for anybody uh, to become part of a project like this, uh, it's great. And if I, where I stand now, looking back, it was for me a fantastic to work on it. And if anybody can have that opportunity, go for it. You've been listening to Marius van der Westeisen, Senior Associate Engineering at GIP. He's been providing us with insight into the Provincial Construction Assurance Management on the Gautrain Project. To listen to this and other interviews about the Gautrain, please tune in to our podcast at Gautrain Talk Station. You can also access further material on our website, www.gautrain.co.za, or follow us on Twitter. Music.